This is Alicia, and welcome to the College Life Podcast. I am super passionate about education, personal development, growth, and bringing out the best in every college student. This podcast will help motivate you, empower you, and bring you clarity and confidence in who you are, in your purpose, and help you take action toward a life you love. Don't wait until you graduate to live your best life. Let's start now. What's up and welcome to the College Life Podcast. It's Alicia here and today I am interviewing one of my friends, Leslie Martin. She is the founder and CEO of Class Tracker, which is an amazing planner to help you get your ish together for this semester and this year. So if you are interested, please make sure that you check that out. You can get a 10% off discount um, whenever you use the link in the show notes. So make sure that you check that out. Today, we're going to talk all about productivity and what that means, what it looks like, what it feels like. We're going to talk about all things to get your things together for this semester. So let's go ahead and get started. Welcome to the College Life Podcast. It's Alicia here, and today I am interviewing uh, my friend now um, and colleague, uh, Leslie Martin. And Leslie is the founder of Class Tracker, and we actually did an interview all about managing your time um, about a year ago, I think. And I'll link that in the show notes if you want to check that out. We're going to build on that conversation today. We're going to dive a little bit deeper into productivity and what it means to be productive and how do we manage our time in ways that actually help us do the things that we want to do and live the life that we want to do. So I'm so excited to have you, Leslie. Thank you so much for coming on again. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited to talk to you. Yes. Okay. So let's dive in because we were kind of brainstorming together about how we wanted to approach this conversation in a, in a kind of different way than I think when we talk about time management, it's usually very like, here's what we need to do. And we want to approach that a little bit differently. So, um, I know we talked a little bit about kind of values and what that means, uh, when it comes to managing our time. So what are your thoughts when we, when we're thinking about values? Yeah. I mean, I think that um, a lot of times I think that it's really um, important for people in general, students in particular, to really understand, you know, what they value in life, because really, you know, what do you care about? How do you want to show up in the world? How do you want to make a difference in the world? All these things will help inform like what you want to spend time on and what you and how you're going to spend that time. And, you know, there's a lot of different ways to understand what one's personal values are. I mean, I think that you can Google, figure out my values, and there's all sorts of articles and, and places to do that. And, you know, so I think it's, it's a well, it's an important um, task to do that. You know, when I think about values, I think about like, well, what are values? Well, it could be my values are about family or connection, or fitness, or advancement, change, diversity, all these things, all these values then help informed. How are you going to show up in your day? How are you going to show up in your life on a day-to-day basis? And so then when we think about like, how do we want to manage our time, or how do we want to be efficient in school? We can also think about what are we doing on a daily or weekly basis that supports those values. And so I think that, for example, if you if you value mental health, 
that's something that you value. It's like, I really value my mental health, other people's mental health. Then as you think about your week and you think about how can I be productive? How can I manage my schedule? You can think about how am I going to put that value of mental health into that schedule? So to me, it's a great idea to think about what do I value? And also to spend some time like actually figuring out what are my top five or 10 values? Maybe you like create a list and you put them near your workstation or on a notebook or next to your bed, or you create a vision board or something that helps ground you in what those things are. So you can stay focused on them as you move through your daily and your days and your weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a story. And if you have any to share too, of like, maybe a value that showed up or maybe wasn't in your life at some point where you had to kind of reevaluate, like, wait, am I you know, doing this the way that I want to. Um, so think about that if you have a story and I'm going to just share a quick one. Um, it's kind of, uh, just, I think for me, I love friends so much and I loved and it, but it really was just connection, but I used to think of it as like superficial where it's like, well, I just want to hang out with my friends and be around them all the time. Um, but it's really, it really is about connection and that I, I deeply value, meaningful conversations and relationship building. And that is so important to me and who I am. Um, but I also really valued academics and doing well. So I all, I would, because I was a college student during the time I would prioritize my academics, but not at the expense of all the other things. Um, if that makes sense. So, mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, I would say no to things or say, I'll join you after I'll join you later, but I need to get this thing done first. And I would set small goals for myself to finish my school because I, I knew I had to, like I had to go to college and I had to finish college. Um, that wasn't like an option for me. So I had to value that more or like first, but then it was literally right next to it was connection. And I had to have that in my life in order for me to like move about in the world because it was such a deep value. But I I had a lot of conflict, I think inner conflict of like, I felt guilty for how much time I did spend with my friends. Um, especially looking back, I'm like, wow, I, I did. I, I was very social. (laughs) Um, and, and I think, but, but that was such a huge part of who I was. Yeah. I mean, I think that I had a a similar experience where um, I was a very competitive ultimate Frisbee player, actually during college and after college. So I played for about 10 years and um, I really value teamwork. So that was, you know, a part that came about, you know, that was part of ultimate. And I also value that same idea of connection. And what's interesting in ultimate is that it is very much a, you do things on mass, your whole team goes to dinner, you spend a lot of time together and, and you go to, you know, the parties together. And what I realized in the years that I played is I did value the connection, but I, I really valued the one-on-one connection and that I, I was drained actually by the larger group connections. And it took me a really long time to figure out like, okay, I do like connecting with people, but I would rather do it like after we play all day, I want to go out to dinner with maybe one or two of the people on my team, not the entire team, because I really want that one-on-one deeper conversation versus the superficial that was found at the group dinners or at the, you know, the tournament parties and things like that. So for me, it was really like you good to get clear on like what actually feeds me and drives me and supports me. 
and be true to that and say, no, like, actually, I'm not going to attend the group dinner. I'm going to do this instead. And it was, it turned out to be, you know, a really, really important thing. Mm -hmm. And I would say the same thing also applies in my business. You know, I, at the end of the day, I value supporting student success. Like that is actually what I care about. That's why I started this business. And so as I make business decisions and business partnerships, it's all about how can I support student success? What can I do to help students, you know, live their best lives? And it's, you know, I sell planners and we'll talk about that later, but it's really, what else can I do? Can I provide resources on my website? Can I make videos? Can I do interviews like this? So it's, that drives me professionally as well. Mm -hmm. Love that. And the other thing too, that I just wanted to throw in there about values is I think the other thing, and this relates to what I just said, is that when you're clear about your values, it really helps you to make big decisions, Mm. right? About your career, about relationships, about what passion, passions you want to pursue. And and it also, like you said, gives you a greater um, sense of discipline, right? Because you know, you're going to be more focused when studying because this is something that matters to you. Um, And then it also helps you have these greater connections. So I think being really clear on this, I mean, it sounds strange to talk about productivity, but I mean, that we're going to talk about productivity and studying and starting with values, but I think it's actually at the heart of then how you walk through the world. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I, I think too, there's something here with, um, with like when it's not in alignment, because right now we're kind of talking about when it is in alignment, when your values are in line with what you do and what you say you do. Um, but when, it, what happens whenever the, that's not in alignment or so if you know what you're valuing, but you're actually not doing that thing, like I value deeply this one thing, but again, I'm not doing that thing. Um, I think that is where people get really stuck and frustrated because they continue to do things that they don't actually want to do, but they don't know how to get out of that. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. And I really think that's so true at college because, you know, now actually people are going back to college, which is so awesome. I'm so excited about this. And I remember that, you know, you're on your own, you're, 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 and you are, there's a lot of opportunities that it presented to you. And I think people want to get involved in a lot of things. And sometimes without a clear sense of what matters most to you, it's Mm -hmm. easy to get involved in activities or um, I would say friend groups or whatnot that maybe don't serve you well. And so again, going back to what matters most and being clear about that helps at least, I think it helps navigate towards the right um, things that you want to do. But to your point, it's really easy when in a fresh new situation, when you're trying to also figure out who you are, you know, you're in college, this is like, you're really honing yourself as a person. And I like to think that, you know, as you go through this adolescent phase of your life, which have, you know, runs through your twenties that you're trying on these different outfits. And sometimes you try on a bad outfit and sometimes you try on a great outfit, but you are trying them on. And so the more you can get laser focused on which outfits serve you best, I think the better, better you are, are off you are. Yeah. I think about like also time in like 
you were talking about kind of values as being this really big picture thing, but it underlies every single decision that we do that we have, that we make. Um, and I think it's also with like time, there's like this, this like capital T time of the time investment of four years of our life or more in a college experience. And we also have this like little T time. That's kind of the day to day. Like, what are we doing? Like, you know, throughout our days, uh, how are we spending our days? Um, but I, I can remember, and if you've listened to the podcast, you've heard the story before, but I, uh, was sitting in a circle, uh, with kids running around, like all around me. And I was an elementary education major at the time. And I just remember thinking, I can't do this. Like, this is not for me. It was so clear that that like my values, like I, I valued education deeply, Um, but it wasn't that specific major. And I was like, I know that I don't want to spend my time. I can't do this like for a long period of time. Like it just, it was so clear to me. And so as soon as you kind of recognize those things, right, it's shifting, it's changing that outfit. It's okay to change that outfit. So when we're talking about values and time, we're not just talking about, you know, how do you manage your day, but also how do you manage your kind of overall life and what you're working towards? because that is important. And sometimes we are so in the day to day that we don't take a step back and think about what am I doing this like for, or what am I really working towards? And is this really what I still want? Yeah. 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 I totally agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So when you think about um, productivity, first off, what does it mean or look like for you to be productive? Yeah. So I always, I think of productivity is not necessarily just getting a bunch of stuff done but rather getting the important things done consistently. Mm. So I think a lot of people think, oh, productivity. Oh, I'm really productive. I, I piled through this stuff. Well, that suggests that all tasks are equal. That suggests that you are not able to sort of differentiate between what is more important and less important. And so to me, it's what is the systems that I have in place to figure out what I need to get done, how I'm going to do it, and then actually getting it done. Mm -hmm. So, so that's to me, what productivity really is. Yeah. What do you, So one of the things that stood out to me that you just said was, um, doing the important things consistently and then figuring out the difference between what is more and less important. So how do you do that? Like, do you have a practical example that you could say, okay, here's what this maybe looks like either in college or in your personal life? Well, I think in college, part of it is understanding, you know, what, there are lots of little things that one has to get done. You know, there's sort of those big rocks and the little rocks. And I think a lot of it is under, you know, there's, is, is being clear about everything you have to do. So I think part of like being productive is understanding what are all the things in my mind that I need to complete, right? All that, the the to-do list as it were. And then taking a look at the to-do list and trying to understand of those things, what what is the most important? What's going to have the greatest impact on 
my, whether it's my grade or my learning or whatnot. So I think that, for example, sometimes people will spend a lot of time working on an assignment that isn't really a big assignment though. I mean, I, I used to coach high school, or I, I, sorry, I still coach students, some of them in high school, some of them in college, but I think of a high school example of a student who just started to do her homework in the order of her classes. And so she's worked on a science worksheet that was like coloring in something for physiology. And she spent a huge amount of time making this the most beautiful colored in you know, diagram ever. Well, that was not, she wasn't doing the most important thing. She was actually doing something that was not as important that she could have done more quickly, maybe not made it so beautiful. So I think in any given day, it's looking at your list and saying, okay, which of these items is going to have the greatest impact? So for example, if you have a major test coming up in one of your classes, then it's really important that you block some time that you to study for that test and not wait till the night before. And you also, another thing about productivity is being aware of when you are most productive. Mm. So for example, some people are really productive at night. Some people are really productive in the morning. Some people are really productive in the afternoon. And so, and what I mean by that is that their brain is most sort of on fire and able to process information. So what that also means for me in particular, I like to start my day with the most important things because that's when I have the most focus. I, I also am the kind of person who does well writing at night. So if I have a writing activity, I prefer to do that in the evening because that's when I write best and my juices get flowing. So it's a little bit about knowing yourself, but it, and it's, and it's also about um, picking things that you know are going to matter the most and trying to get those done in those productive times, or at least first on the list rather than putting it off till the end. Yeah. And I think one thing you kind of breezed over, but I want to like just zoom in on it and highlight is that you have to get this stuff out of your head. I have worked with so many students over the past few years where they're like, I, ha- I like, I, you know, I, I, I think I know what I need to do or whatever it is, but when they write it down, they're like, oh, that's how you, when you, when it gets out of your head, you're baby, you're better able to get perspective and see what is the most important thing here. What is coming up, right? I mean, obviously, do um, due dates, deadlines, those are really important to take into consideration. How long these projects are going to take you, and uh, so you know, I think you asked the question of what's what's in my mind, and it's like, yeah, what is in your mind, and get it out of your mind, and out, which is why I, you know I really value what you're doing, um, Leslie, with with your planner because we have to get this stuff out and any student who is struggling academically or just struggling with some of the time management productivity aspects you have to get this stuff out on paper like and or i mean you could use a virtual thing that's totally fine but but i really do see a lot of value in handwriting it out and and being able to see it physically uh, there's just something about that um anyway so well, yeah, no, I mean, I want to piggyback on that. So the, the, you know, I completely agree with you and the work that I've done in coaching students, 
I also, I see that what happens is that there is a, oftentimes a really big, there's cognitive dissonance if you keep everything in your head. And what I mean by that is that either you have far less thing in your mind, you have much less that you think you need to do than you actually have to do, or you have far more than you actually do than you actually have to do. And what this does, and so what this does to your brain is it makes your brain actually say, oh, if you think you have less, it means like, oh, I can do that later. And you procrastinate it. And if it think you think you have more, it can make you sort of like overwhelmed and think, I can't even possibly start and you don't start. So it's really interesting. So Mm -hmm. when I work with um, students and they put things down on paper, you almost see this, like I'll see on their faces, the sense of relief, like, oh, when I lay it out and I see that I have like, some of this is due this week, some of it's due next week. Oh, I only have one thing due on Monday and one thing on Tuesday and one thing on Thursday. Then all of a sudden there's a sense of calm and a, I can do this. Mm -hmm. And I think now what's really interesting is that it's not only in your head, but it's also in 19 on 19 different web pages in front of you. So now students have information, you know, it's great that so much stuff is available online and it's not in one place. So even though you can go find it, you really need to consolidate everything into one place. So you have what I, oh gosh, I have this test coming up, but then you also have stuff on your syllabus that's due that you're not going to remember. So there's a huge value in taking everything that's online and putting it into one place, whether it's a planner or a digital planner, like I'm open as long as it's, you put it in one place and you can see it in one place. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. So important. Um, I think the other thing here too, is uh, you you kind of started alluding to like time of whenever you are feeling most productive typically or generally. So for you, it's maybe in the mornings, you try to do those most important things first. Um, I know for me, it's changed over time as a student. So when I was, um, an undergrad for me, it was very much, I was a a night person and I used it as a social time, but if I, if I needed to really focus, I would not be around friends. Like I would intentionally take myself out of that situation. So I think what I wanted to just add to that piece is your environment is so critical to your focus as well. We have to take extra care and to, to be focused, we have to actually create spaces because those spaces are not, um, automatic, especially with, we we have so much access to information and to so many distractions. And so you really have to be intentional about creating that environment that makes you focus the most. Yeah. I mean, I think when you talk about, you know, the big picture of productivity, which is, you know, how do you get the most important things done consistently? And then the, in the moment of how do you make the most of your time? I, I think there are three things that you've got to do. One is you have to be really clear about what you're actually trying to achieve in that time. So I want, you know, during my study block, I am going to do X, Y, and Z. Number two is what you talked about. You have to create a distraction-free environment. So in that study block. And then the third is you got to work in sprints. So there's the Pomodoro method, which a lot of people know about, which is this idea of you work for 25 minutes, 
in a completely distraction-free zone. You take a five-minute break, you go back, you work 25 minutes. Some people like to push it to 45s, whatever it is, but don't say, I'm going to think I can be productive for two hours straight. That's just not realistic. And by the end of those two hours, you're going to be exhausted. So make sure you break it up. So I think those are the three things to remember when you're trying to be productive in the moment is that clarity, distraction-free, and then working in sprints. Mm-hmm. And you talked about this concept of a study block. What, it, what, what does that mean to you? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that when I, when, um, when you go to college, your life changes dramatically. All of a sudden you go from having a very rigid schedule where in high school, you know, you went to school every day. And for most kids, that meant you start at eight and you end at three and maybe there's some time in there to get homework done, but probably not a lot. And then you have your after school activity and then you go home. And so you most, most kids do the majority of their homework at night. That changes in college. All of a sudden, because of the way classes are scheduled, you have all this quote unquote free time, or as I like to say, unscheduled time. And so what happens for a lot of students when they get to college is they don't really schedule their time and they think, oh, I'll just, I'll just get my homework done. And the way that I like to think about creating a study schedule is again, taking it the time big picture to understand what are those unscheduled blocks of time. And then how can you put together our blocks two hour blocks here and there throughout your day or in the evening or on the weekends where you are going to do your focused schoolwork. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing you have to do when you create your own study schedule is kind of map out your week. Like I actually, when I work with students, I'm like, okay, let's, let's draw out your week. Let's take a, you know, there's, you know, you can, I have one in my planner, but I'm sure that there's, there's ways you can make it, whether it's on an Excel sheet, you just block out. All right. 6am to midnight. What do I have during each hour and, you know, um, draw in or block out the times that are taken by an activity, whether it's classes or whether it's a practice or whether it's an extracurricular or it's a study group or whatnot. And you block those out and then you see that white space and that white space you also have to, don't forget, you have to include when are you going to eat your lunch? When are you going to like take showers, you know, all that stuff. And then the white space is where you have time to actually do the work that you need to do to stay on top of all of your classes. And, you know, I always encourage students to sort of block out times and you can make them specific to a class. Like this is going to be, you know, my math study block. I'm going to do math on this, or I'm going to do my, you know, English lit literature class in this study block. So you can do it by subject, or you can just say, these are the times that I'm going to do my work. Mm -hmm. I also, I, you know, I always encourage no more than two hours per study block and then to have nice breaks in between, but something so that you may not need every study block in a week, but it's almost like 
going to a class. Like I go to my class and then now my next class is my study block and I'm going to work on that. And if you run out, great, that becomes free time and you do whatever you want. But at least you're guaranteeing yourself some specific time throughout the week where you are going to plan to get your work done. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is so critical. And I, I want to talk here a little bit about transferable skills, because this is a skill that is not only critical for your time as a college student, but it's also after college. And I'm seeing that currently in my, uh, with my podcast, like I have had a really hard time scheduling it outside of work, um, because I have to schedule it outside of work. And so I work 40 hours a week. Most weeks, I also go to the gym on a regular basis. I have a lot of things and I want to like chill too, (laughs) but this is something that's something that is really important to me. And so I've had to try to figure out how do I make this a priority more in my life? And I have to, it's almost like scheduling study blocks for me, it's podcast blocks (laughs) um, where I'm like, okay, this is my time to try and schedule interviews. And that has been really something that changes the game when I'm able to execute it. But when I'm not, it's like, it doesn't, it's not a priority. Like I'm not making it a priority. (laughs) It's interesting because I use a combination of a electronic. I use my Google calendar and I have a a to-do list and my to-do list is organized by categories. So depending, you know, my different categories of things that I have to do. And what I generally do on Fridays is I make sure my to-do list for the next week is really figured out. And then I take those to-dos and I put them on my, I schedule them into my calendar the next week. Mm. You know, my, I, I don't have the same life as a student. So I have a different needs and I do have meetings that are put onto my schedule. So that's why I use a Google calendar versus a paper calendar. But nonetheless, if it's going to get done, I have to put it on my calendar. So you're, it's a similar thing as you get older, you do have to schedule things because if they don't get scheduled, they rarely happen. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things that I was thinking about as it relates to, um, you know, connecting your study schedule and your life schedule with your values is if you're into color coding, you know, you can always like make sure you're, let's say you have your five values and they each have a color. And maybe what you do is you color in on your schedule, your weekly schedule, your master schedule. Am I getting my connection time? Am I getting my fitness time? Am I getting my, you know, my, um, my generosity time? And you can make sure that, you know, color them in. Yeah, no, no, gosh, there's nothing in here about family and family is the most important thing. So maybe I need to schedule a family Zoom call. Mm-hmm. Have that scheduled in every single week. So that's another way to keep things aligned is, you know, make, make sure that you're, you're spending time every week doing the things that matter most. Yeah. I love that. And I, and I think it's so important because we can just kind of go, 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 go. And when we really, if we, if you really just take even every few months, just sit back and reflect, am I doing really what I want to be doing? Um, am I valuing, um, or am I living my values out, um, in, what I'm working towards and what I'm doing day to day, all of that is so critical, but just taking a second, I mean, really, this doesn't even have to take that long. I would think, you know, take five or 10 minutes to just really sit and in that and, and see where, where are you at with it? Yeah. And I think that, you know, once you create this master schedule, you know, yes, you have study blocks, but one of the most important things that I am embarrassingly forgot to add 
is that you also have to have, you know, I used to call them, whoever the student was I'd work with, I'd call, let's say Luna was one of my students. I'm like, this is Luna time. So the other thing is, is that we would, in her master weekly schedule, schedule in Luna time. So this meant that she could do whatever she wanted. Mm. You know, if it was like watching, you know, YouTube videos or hanging out with friends or whatever it was, but there is time every single week that you schedule for yourself, whether it's for self-care, connecting with others, whatever it is, but that is part of your schedule because that is super important. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's an, that's another layer um, of of this sort of this multi-layered approach to um, thinking about scheduling your time is making sure you have all of those in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, there's definitely so many layers here. Um, Well, I want to go in and talk a little bit more about your actual planner. Um, So, you know, I was looking at the details of what, what this looks like and what this could look like for a student on a week to week basis. And I just love the way that it's laid out. Um, so, uh, and you can fill in the gaps here, but you know, there's a way that you can have, uh, or it's a remember to a remember to list. Um, so that's kind of the things that you just really need to get done maybe that day or that week. Um, you've got a thing where it says, what are the things that are due that day? Or what are the things that need to prioritize? Um, and then you have a daily plan, which I love the way that that's laid out because, uh, I think it's, that's something that you can kind of do that day of, but then you can also, you're planning ahead too. So you're kind of thinking, I'm a really big believer in writing out all of your assignments, all of your tests, all your due dates, the beginning of the semester, but then you've got that daily plan where you can kind of readjust, right. Where you can say, okay, tomorrow, this is what my day is going to look like. What do I need to prioritize? What else is happening or that has come up, right. That wasn't necessarily planned that I need to fit in or adjust. So I really like that. It's kind of both planned out, but also there's this for me, I, that's how I would use it, I guess, is like that flexibility in that daily plan to really think through how I would actually get those things done that I needed to. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. So the, the design of this, um, and what you're referring to just for the people listening is that the planner has the way it's set up is in the beginning of the planner, there's a place to put your weekly schedule in. So there's three of those, one per semester or trimester. There's a place to write down your goals and um, for the semester. And then there are monthly planning pages that precede every single weekly planning page. So you have like the month of January all laid out. So you can put those big deadlines and then following that are the weeks of January. And on those weekly pages is what Alicia is referencing. I just want to make sure that that was clear is on every single day, there is a section for the reminders for the big due dates for your assignments in the daily plan. And yes, you envisioned it. I mean, what you're talking about and the way you're thinking about using is exactly right. And exactly how I designed it. Initially, what happened when I made this planner there was a, the reminders, the big due dates, and then a large space for assignments and then sort of an activities block at the very bottom. What became clear to me when I started getting feedback from users is they really wanted a place where they could figure out their, what they were doing each day. And, you know, I struggled with, well, do you put times? Do I put eight o'clock, nine? And instead I deliberately left it blank. Because when you have those times, that's actually restrictive and it sort of dictates 
you end up having unused space on your page because you may not start at six, you may not start till 10. And so the idea behind having this blank space is that you can write down, yes, maybe what your classes are that day, when you're gonna study, what you need to study for. It's very flexible. And so it's meant to be tailorable by every student. Mm-hmm. And so, and the real, and the other thing about the design is it's meant to be really super s- simple and also very intuitive. And so the fact, you know, that, and that it gives you the structure that you need to work your way through any given week, but at the same time, there's enough sort of open space to, to customize that structure. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the goal setting page really quick. So what inspired you to create that and have that in your planner? Well, I think that, um, in, you know, goals are a little bit similar to values. You know, if you understand what your values are, that helps you live your life very authentic to, you know, very authentically. Hmm. And, if you are clear about your goals and you write them down, you're much, much, much more likely to actually achieve them. And so I, and goals also help us with our motivation and what we want to do in any given day. And so I thought it would be very important to have a space where you took a moment, like, Hey, talk about like using that capital T time college is special you want to make the most of that time. So let's take a moment before we start the school year. What do I want to achieve in this very important special time of my year? And so I thought it would be important to have that page for students to take a moment to think about that. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I added this year, I think it was, yes, it was this for this year's planner is on those weekly planning pages, there's a self-care corner. Did you see that? I did. Yeah. I want to talk about that too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What inspired that? Well, it was, it was, it was because of the pandemic, truthfully, Mm -hmm. that I was, I, in addition to um, the e-commerce business where people can buy planners for college, high school and middle school there, I also sell custom planners for schools. And as I was talking to my schools about the designs for their planners, and knowing that students were likely going to be spending time at home and knowing that school is actually where a lot of kids get a lot of their self-care, being with other people, they get their exercise, they get their connections, they get their nutrition, that we decided for some of those schools to create a tracker for self-care so that while kids were working from home, that that really, really, really important element of self-care would be included. And I thought that that was absolutely transferable to, to the, the other planners. And so I put that in this year's planners. And I just think that they are a really great addition. It's really small. It's a, it's just a little tracker in the corner and it has a space for um, connecting with others for, I think it's, I can't remember the three that are out there. Do you have it in front of you? Yeah. Move my body and mindfulness. That's right. like, Oh, so good. And there's a section for gratitude, which is such an important part of self-care too. And just 
um, there's been so much research that shows that it positively impacts us when we are, when we, um, practice gratitude. Um, and so when we're talking about that, we're talking about like what happened that week or what did you do or what, um, what are you grateful for? Right. And it could just be being in college, right. That could be that, or it could be, um, I, you know, studied really well for this test, right. And being proud of the work that you put in, um, Anyways, I just, I, I really loved that. That was, I was really drawn to, to that piece. Um, when I was just, um, prepping for a conversation just because I think it's so critical for us to do. And it also, I love that it, it's got kind of like little boxes, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, where you can like check off if you did it. And that's, there's been a lot of, uh, tools out there that have been created, uh, when you're trying to create a positive habit in your life. Um, when you're able to track it, you visually see what you're working towards and what you're not necessarily. And if that's important to you, right. Going back to your values, that's a great way to be able to see, am I living my values? Am I really trying to move my body? Am I doing, am I, am I being active this week? Um, and, and giving yourself grace whenever you're not, but making sure that that is a priority. Yes, exactly. And I mean, it's really fascinating. And one of the other things that we sell on our website are habit trackers or, or goal trackers. And so I have one that I've been using to track some of my habits and it's amazing to look at like, okay. Sometimes when I'm like, okay, what do I need to make my day feel right today? I'll just pull up my little notebook and I'm like, oh gosh, I haven't done my meditation today. Or I'm working on PT for my shoulders. I'm like, oh, I need to do my PT. I have a goal to do a certain amount of PT. So it just kind of helps ground you when you can get lost and be, and I think that you're right. I think that you are much more apt to, to do those things that are important if you're keeping track of them. And I loved what you said about giving yourself grace when you don't get it done. It's okay. It doesn't have, it's not requisite that things happen every single day. Yes. Oh, I, but I mean, you know, I, I feel like that a lot. And I say that, but just the other day I was like beating myself up. Cause I like, didn't do something the way that I wanted it to, or, you know, like I just, I didn't meet the goal that I had for myself. And I was like, Oh, you should have known better. You know, like kind of having those negative self self-talk. And I had to like, say, it's okay. You're going to start better and you're gonna do better tomorrow. You know? And I like just had to kind of reframe that and really catch myself. But I do think that the more that you practice this stuff, the quicker you catch yourself. Right. And so you're not sitting in that negativity and beating yourself up for so long because you didn't do something that you said you wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're absolutely right. Absolutely. Right. Awesome. Um, so one thing that, um, I've been thinking about a lot recently is mental health just because of the pandemic and everything. So again, I'm really glad that you put this, um, this, uh, you know, self-care corner in, in your planner. Um, I also think it's like the first thing to go, um, our mental and physical, our our health in general, it's like physical and mental. It's, it's hard to prioritize that as a student. Um, how do we, how do we do that? But also, you know, we have to get things done, right? Like for school, right? Right. And that's like, it's, it's messy. So I don't know if you really have an answer to this, but just wanted to throw it out there to kind of see your thoughts. Well, I think that, um, Sometimes it's about making sure that that those mental health activities are just sort of as part of your day, like brushing your teeth, Mm. right? So sometimes, you know, it's about making sure you're in the habit of doing things. Um, And 
So one of the things, there's a couple of ideas that I have. One is the idea of a morning ritual so that you get up at a certain, you know, you wake up at a certain time and you have a certain, uh, a few things that you do every single morning to sort of get your morning set right. And so it could be, you know, you um, like to write in your journal or maybe you meditate or maybe you do the 15 minutes of yoga or whatever it is. And you have your cup of coffee and you look at your, you know, you, you know, spend some time looking at your planner and figuring out what your, you know, your schedule for the week, whatever that sort of morning ritual is, it could be an evening ritual like there, but just having like a group of activities that you try and do together, I think really helps. Mm-hmm. I think so that's, that's helpful. Um, I also love the concept of habit stacking. I don't know if you've heard that term, but I love it because what it is, is it, it's about saying you pick a habit or something that you, a, a reward that you really like, and you attach a habit that you want to develop to it. So for example, I love to drink coffee every morning. It happens to be decaf, but I still love it. And I also want to start drinking more water because to hydrate myself. So now I have this sort of invisible, like not written down, but in my head kind of ritual rule that like, Hey, before you drink your coffee, you have to have a glass of water. So that attaching something that you want to do to something that you love to do or something that you automatically do. Similarly, you know, if you want to be better at flossing, then, and you know, you brush your teeth every night, maybe before you brush your teeth, you floss and then you brush your teeth. So I think that those are ways in which you can do that. Um, the one thing I will say is that sleep is so important. Mm-hmm. And I do think that that is one of the things that goes pretty quickly in college. And that's hard to manage. And it's also not as hard to manage. It's about the prioritization and prioritizing sleep. And so, you know, there's so much information, so many studies showing about how sleep impacts, how well you can retain information, how well you can absorb new information. And so to me, that's almost the most important Mm self-care item is to make sure you sleep well. It helps manage anxiety. It helps manage like your eating, your digestion, all that, your absorption of food. So that is something that is helped by having a consistent bedtime, which a lot of students don't like to have and trying to go to bed and wake up at similar times every single day. Obviously the weekends tend to blow that out of the water, but if during the week, if you really want to maximize your experience and your life, having that discipline of going to bed at a certain time and waking up at a certain time will really, really help. Ooh, sleep. Oh, that is, I'm so glad that you brought that up because I do think that that is, it's a, such a huge foundation because if you're not sleeping well, it's like all of these other things, it's just, it's stacked. It's like, it stacks up against you. It's like, you're less focused in class. So you're less engaged, right? So you're less likely to be engaged in the material. You're less likely to, um, to pick up on things that the professor is kind of saying. So it's like that just mental energy, but then it's, you're less likely to make positive decisions for your life. Right. Because 
so when it comes to nutrition or other things, uh, that are important in your day to day, uh, it's so, it's so critical. Um, but it is, you have less energy. Uh, there's so many things. It's just so oh, hard yeah. to, to prioritize. And circling back to mental health. I mean, <clears throat> there's a huge connection between if you struggle in it with any mental health issues, anxiety, depression, anything, the lack of sleep will, will, um, I'm trying to think of the word. Like it will amplify. It or... will amplify. Yeah. It will amplify. So if you don't, if you have some, some, if you struggle with anxiety and you don't get enough sleep, I promise you that that anxiety is more likely to rear its head than if you do get good sleep because of what you said, you don't make as good of decisions. You're not, you know, so it is, I would say the number one, most important thing. And, um, so that's that, that would be my, that, and if you can throw in some meditation in there, you'd be good to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and all of these things are connected. Right. And, and so it's like when one suffers, it kind of impacts other areas of your life. When one thing is also strong, right. When you prioritize one thing, it usually positively impacts other things too. So give yourself grace as you're trying to figure out this, this semester. Um, and really, uh, the biggest piece is that we want you to be mindfully aware of what's happening in your life and be able to, to make those changes. Um, and, and again, small changes over time, make a huge impact on your life. Um, anything else, Leslie, from like productivity, anything er, that you want to share um, based on our conversation today? Yeah. I just was thinking as you were talking is that if you take the time and map out what your weekly schedule looks like, and as you do that, you find you have no white space because maybe you're involved in so many different things. It might be an opportunity to take a step back mm. and reevaluate how important every single thing that you are doing is. Because if there is no space to study or there is no space for Leslie time or Alicia time or your time, then that's ultimately not going to be a viable option. Mm -hmm. And I know that so many students are involved in so many different things and it's so exciting. Um, if you're an athlete, you have very little extra time in your schedule. So that means that the time that you do have in your schedule has to be committed to oftentimes to your academics and that's it. And that some of that connection time or the friend time or whatever has to happen during your athletic time. So I just think that it's important to really be gracious with yourself and say like, okay, maybe I'm in a little bit deeper than I, than I, I'm looking at the schedule and I have zero time or if you're really busy during the week and your weekends are open that you have to understand like, okay, so my time to get almost everything done is the weekends. And as I go into the weekend, I have to make decisions on Friday and Saturday nights to not hijack the, the only time that I have. So the key, I think, to a lot of these things like you said, writing things down, laying out your schedule is to actually see everything because if it's in your head, it's hard to see it. And if you can see it, I think you're able to make more, um, more sort of objective decisions about what's going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one of the things that I wrote down earlier on in our conversation was when we say yes to something, it's what are we saying no to? 
right? If we say yes to this opportunity or this organization or to working an extra shift or whatever it is, what are we saying no to? Or we're saying no to our academics. We're saying no to our self-care. We're saying no to our personal time. We're saying no to that social connection, whatever it is. Um, and so it's, it's a constant balancing act of, and, and kind of moving pieces around and to figure out what, what are my priorities? What do I care about? What do I want to invest my time in? And, um, yeah, so critical. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, um, I definitely want to just share a little bit more about where people can find you and how they can get connected to, um, and, and purchase a class tracker if they're interested. Um, do you want to share those details? And we can also put those in the show notes as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you can buy um, class tracker planners at myclasstracker.com. So M-Y-C-L-A-S-S-T-R-A-C-K-E-R.com. You can follow us on Instagram at myclasstracker.com. We're also on Facebook at myclasstracker.com. Um, and we're offering uh, 10% off to podcast listeners. So um, Alicia will put the link in the show notes. Um and, or you can enter college life pod on the checkout to get 10% off. So we'd love to hook you up a little bit and, um, yeah, that's where you can get a hold of us. Yes. I love that. Thank you so much, Leslie. I always appreciate our conversations and, um, I will link anything else that we kind of connected with. Um, so the last episode with Leslie, if you enjoyed this one, you'll enjoy that one as well. Um, and then I also did an episode on values and really thinking through what are your values and, and kind of going through an activity to figure those things out. And so um, if you want to take a listen to that, I will also link that in the show notes as well. But thank you so much for joining us, Leslie. So appreciate your time. Always, always a pleasure to talk to you, Alicia. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the College Life Podcast. If you enjoyed this, please make sure that you share this with one of your friends. That would mean the world to me. And also, if you are interested in purchasing the Class Tracker Planner, go ahead and check out the website. And that is linked in the show notes and you can get 10% off for listening to the College Life Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening and I will catch you in the next episode. Have an excellent week.